Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on News Talk 96.5 KPL, the Joe Cunningham Show at you every afternoon from 3 to 4 p.m. All right. I will conceal nothing from you. The big story of today, of the week nationally, is going to be the Senate confirmation hearings for Ketanji Brown-Jackson. And if I'm being truthfully honest with all of you out there, I could not care less. Ketanji Brown-Jackson is going to be confirmed to the Supreme Court, and she will take over after the Supreme Court's session is over at the end of June. That, that's going to be what happens. The Republicans do not have the vote to stop it. They also don't have any strategic reason to stop it. If you look at the lay of the land politically, here's what you've got. You've got a court that right now, at its very best case, is 6-3 conservative. In most cases, it will actually lean 5-4 conservative. The conservative losses that you have and will see at the Supreme Court level are largely procedural or textualist in nature. See, Gorsuch, and in particular Kavanaugh, are textualist Supreme Court judges. They are going to follow the text of something and stick as close to that as possible, which is, frankly, a nice departure from a Supreme Court that rules purely by partisan means and makes up interpretations of the wording of a law. So it is a little bit better in that regard. But I know a lot of folks disappointed in some of the rulings, but those come from a textualist interpretation of laws in the Constitution. Katanji Brown-Jackson will be taking the place of Stephen Breyer. Breyer is reliably progressive in almost every way except when it comes to intellectual property and tech issues. He's actually somewhat in the middle and sometimes even leans toward the businesses in those cases. That is just his particular area of expertise. But confirming her to replace him changes virtually nothing on the Supreme Court. So it's not as though suddenly the power is shifting on the court. Things will stay 95% the same. Here's where the political strategy comes into play. The United States Supreme Court is poised to accept its first black female justice, and that would be Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Very early on, Joe Biden said that his nominee would be a black woman. If, the, if it came up, if it happened to come up during his term, he would nominate a black woman. And yes, he stuck to that. And yes, to an extent, it is about reflecting the uh, citizenship of the United States. 
to have somebody on the to have a court that looks more like America in terms of diversity. But let's not kid ourselves. A big part of this was the Joe Biden, his team, the Democratic Party, really, really hoping that the Republicans would fight a black woman getting onto the Supreme Court. They need that political fight. The Democrats need that fight way more than the Republicans need to fight Ketanji Brown-Jackson. The Republicans don't have to waste political capital on this fight. Now, I'm going to separate that here and, and go into the Josh Hawley stuff here in a moment. Keep that. I'm not saying Josh Hawley should not be doing what he's doing right now, bringing up the issues he's bringing up. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But the Republicans do not need to fight against the confirmation of Ketanji Brown-Jackson, particularly Republicans who are up for re-election this year. She has really very little judicial record other than what Josh Hawley is bringing up. She does not have much of a record. We know she'll be reliably progressive. We know that she is going to be a very, very safe pick for Joe Biden. She is a very safe pick for Joe Biden. But if Republicans overwhelmingly vote to confirm, along with the Democrats, Ketanji Brown-Jackson, do you know what happens? The Democrats lose a campaign issue. You're not going to stop it anyway. But by not fighting it, the Democrats can't run on the issue. The Democrats, you take away from their 2022 midterms the fact that Republicans fought against a black woman to be on the Supreme Court. Somebody who looks like you, theoretically. Somebody who looks like their voters. Republicans fought against that. No, no, no. Republicans vote with it. Republicans allow it. Takes away the issue. So what does that leave Democrats with in 2022? <clears throat> Yay, they nominated and got a black woman onto the Supreme Court. So did Republicans. What else is there? The economy? COVID-19? They're trying to scare us about a new wave that's barely going to affect us. The economy still sucks. Job prospects still, stu still suck. Gas prices are not going down very fast. They're not staying up super high, but they're still way higher than they were a year ago before Biden took office. Prices are up. Supplies are still down. Every other issue out there, polls overwhelmingly show the Democrats are not very popular. So you take away the one thing that the Democrats want to fight on, which is race, gender, and all of a sudden you realize they have nothing. Why would the Republicans hand them that? 232-1542. Let's take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about the Josh Hawley stuff. I want to talk about what Republicans are going to be doing during this confirmation process and your calls when we come back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542. 
if you want to join in the conversation. So Senator Josh Hawley, late last week and over the weekend, leveled attacks at Ketanji Brown-Jackson, saying that as uh, that, that her time on a U.S. sentencing board saw her uh, saw her ultimately sentence uh, offenders accused uh, offenders who had been convicted of child pornography t- charges, uh, sentencing them well below the federal sentencing standards. And it's an attack that was picked up by multiple folks on the right. Uh, and the media promptly circled the wagons, uh, saying this was unfair. The Democrats uh, have attacked Holly furiously. Like, how dare you attack this well-accomplished woman? I said it last week, but I'm going to say it again. Have we forgotten Brett Kavanaugh? Have we forgotten Justice Brett Kavanaugh? Today, the hearing started, and Democrats made sure to point out that Republicans agreed and should follow with the agreement that they don't, interf- they don't interrupt the proceedings. When Brett Kavanaugh was going through the confirmation process, even before the uh, Christine Blasey Ford accusations and all of that, and, and, and that whole thing came about, during the opening comments, which is what today was, during the opening comments portion of the Kavanaugh hearings, Democrats interrupted Republicans well over 50 times during opening comments alone. Yet they have the audacity after that, after the clown show that was the the number of accusations brought against Brett Kavanaugh. They have the audacity to talk about civility in these Supreme Court judicial hearings. It's absurd. Holly is raising a very legitimate question about Judge Katanji Brown Jackson's record as a judge. To be completely fair to her, Andy McCarthy at National Review has a uh, a, a, a fairly detailed column, uh, you know, going to his background as a federal prosecutor, um, and 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 basically explains how her sentencing was not out of the norm. It was not uh it, it was not deviating from how things normally happen. But that doesn't mean mean it's acceptable. McCarthy does uh go after Holly pretty pretty heavily. But he brings up a good point. Her sentencing actually is not outside the norm for what a lot of federal judges have been issuing in some of the cases. The problem you know, it really comes down to the people who are just caught with child porn versus people who are actively creating, producing, and distributing it. And it's the former that you want to go after more heavily. And there is a point to that argument. But at the same time, it's a legitimate question. But the Democrats and the media all circle the wagons around Judge... Uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson, and they have labeled any attack of this nature against her racist, sexist, uh, a total attack on her character. They're calling it a lack of civility by bringing all this up. Never mind that Christine, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, 
Let me use her title. Dr. Christine Blasey Ford could not come up with any specifics, nor could she get anybody to corroborate her story about her accusations against Brett Kavanaugh. And the Democrats and the media ran with more and more accusations that came forward, including the ones Michael Avenatti got involved with, which just turned, which, which just pretty much ensured nobody would take it seriously from then on. And this is where I get back to the whole electability, the, the whole political strategy thing. In 2018, because of the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, you had a lot of Republicans who had something to run on. And it probably saved a lot of Republican seats, a lot more than you would think in 2018. Because of what the Democrats did, the Democrats had the potential to wipe out Republicans in the House and the Senate, but they didn't. Republicans were able to hold on to a lot more seats because the Democrats overplayed their hand. Their lack of civility made it possible for Republicans to keep several seats. Consider Susan Collins wasn't really a fan of Brett Kavanaugh. Lisa Murkowski was not a fan of Brett Kavanaugh, the two most liberal Republicans in the Senate. They weren't really a fan of it. They wanted somebody else. They, they are the most pro-choice Republicans out there. Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski. And a Kavanaugh confirmation would, in fact, have helped steer the Supreme Court toward a stance less friendly to Roe versus Wade than those two would have liked. But Susan Collins came out publicly and attacked Democrats for the way they were handling the Kavanaugh hearings. And that flipped Collins. And that flipped Murkowski. You could make the argument that McConnell had their votes before that. But it's never quite sure with those two. And you can guarantee that if they were on the fence before... They certainly weren't after the attacks on Kavanaugh. The Democrats violated the sanctity of the supposedly civil and orderly judicial hearings that are supposed to go on in these confirmation hearings. And it turned those two away. And so Brett Kavanaugh became a Supreme Court justice. And Republicans got to hold on to a lot more seats in the House and the Senate because of it. I know several folks who were not happy with Republicans, not happy with Donald Trump, who voted Republican in 2018 because of the Brett Kavanaugh situation. It happened across the country. And that's why the Democrats really want this fight. They want Republicans to fight against Ketanji Brown-Jackson. They want Republicans to go overboard with this line of attack on child pornography, and they won't. In the hearing today, Josh Hawley called Judge Jackson accomplished, said that he was confident she would be able to defend herself, that he looked forward to the dialogue 
That's not the language of somebody who's going to have a major fight with a candidate. Kamala Harris was on the Senate Judiciary Committee during the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. Chuck Grassley, who was in charge of the Judicial Committee at the time, was about a sentence and a half into his opening statements when Kamala Harris first interrupted. Those interruptions weren't there today. They won't be there this week. If there are, they won't be at anywhere near the level they were in 2018. Four years ago, we are now four years removed from the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. And my, how the tables have turned. Democrats want Republicans to, be, to behave like they did four years ago. And Republicans aren't going to do it because the Republicans are going to play this a whole lot smarter than the media and the Democrats are going to give them credit for. And so the media and the Democrats will blow up a bunch of their rhetoric and try to make it seem like the Republicans are saying worse than they are. But it's ultimately not going to mean anything because nobody remembers the hearings unless they're super overboard like the Kavanaugh ones. But what everybody will remember is that by a vote of, I don't know, 98-2, to 97-3, 96-4, whatever it is, they're going to confirm Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Let's take a bottom of the hour news break, 232-1542, if you want to call in here on The Joe Cunningham Show on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Welcome back to The Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL, 232-1542, if you want to call in and chat. You can also check me out on social media, at Joe P. Cunningham on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, or you can reach out Joe at RedState.com. Before I move on, one last thought, kind of tying everything about the Senate judicial hearings this week together. All of the punditry aside, everything we've heard up till now, everything we're going to hear this week, isn't it nice to have questions about a judge's record, rather than falsely accusing a judge of sexual assault and gang rape based on wild and unverifiable claims, isn't it actually pleasant to follow this process through without there being any of that sort of insanity? All of this, by the way, is for show particularly to the existing bubbles on social media. Everybody's focusing on those talking points because they're great to get out on Facebook and on Twitter and get people riled up about them. Social media is a gift and more often than not a curse. So last week, the big issue was the Leah Thomas performance at the NCAA National Swim Meet at Georgia Tech. Leah Thomas, the fully developed biological male who identifies as a woman who competed against women at the NCAA National Championship Swim Meet. And of course, it sparked a lot of outrage. Uh, conservatives, women's rights groups, all, all over, were very upset at how this went down. One athlete in particular, a girl named uh, Rika, I'm sorry, hang on, let me find the name, uh, Rika Georgi, or Georgi, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it, she's Hungarian, but uh, attends uh, Virginia Tech, I think, is a swimmer there. 
she was just edged out of the t- of one of the top three spots because Leah Thomas, a fully developed biological male, physically developed, has physical attributes that women will not be able to achieve and competed, and she got edged out of a top three spot, of a qualifying spot, because of Leah Thomas, released a, a statement last week. With all due respect, I would like to address something that is a problem in our sport right now and hurting athletes, especially female swimmers. Everyone was heard and known, everyone has heard and known about the transgender swimmer Leah Thomas and her case, including all the issues and concerns that her situation brought into our sport. I'd like to point out that I respectfully and fully stand with Leah Thomas. I am convinced that she is no different than me or any other D1 swimmer who has woken up at 5 a.m. her entire life for morning practice. She has sacrificed family vacations and holidays for a competition. She has pushed herself to the limit to be the best athlete she can be. She is doing what she is passionate about and deserves that right. On the other hand, I would like to critique the NCAA and the rules that allow her to compete against us who are biologically women. I'm writing this letter right now in hopes that the NCAA will open their eyes and change these rules in the future. It doesn't promote our sport in a good way, and I think it is disrespectful against the biologically female swimmers who are competing in the NCAA. That statement was dwindled down to a single tweet. My final spot was stolen by Leah Thomas, who is a biological male. Until we all refuse to compete, nothing will change. Thanks for all the support, retweets, and follows. I won't stop fighting. That was tweeted by an account, at Rika Georgi. The problem is that account is fake. Twitter suspended that account a little while ago. It was a fake account. It had maybe four or five tweets out there, three of which were... Uh, retweets of political candidates. The account was created in November of 2021, which is way, way too recent for somebody who has been a D1 swimmer for five years. The account also used to be called at Amanda191923. And I know that because when you go and search for that, it would have redirected you to the at Rika Georgi account on Twitter. Multiple teammates of Rika commented, replied to the tweet I read you and said, stop impersonating my teammate. A lot of people came forward and said it was fake. I looked into it. All the red flags were there. It was a fake account. It got suspended earlier. Some conservatives were up in arms saying, oh, Twitter is suspending somebody, uh, suspending this female athlete for calling Leah Thomas male. No. Twitter suspended a fake account. But before it got suspended, that account had racked up 22,500 likes, uh, uh, follows. That tweet itself had over 40,000 retweets and over 160,000 likes before it was shut down. It was somebody's spam account, somebody's fake account. And... They converted it to the Rika Georgi account in order to get a lot of attention, get a lot of people to follow it. 
And that account would have then been turned around and used for something else because it's a spam account. It's a malicious spam account. It would have been used for not so great things. But somebody, whoever runs that account, was able to change the name, change the profile picture to be her university swim photo, and get a whole lot of, fo- of likes and follows from it. But we are so quick on social media to jump onto these bandwagons to find these tweets that agree perfectly with what we think in our bubbles. That we miss the obvious, that all the signs were there. A couple of the tweets that the bot put out didn't make sense. There's no reason to think that a 21, 22-year-old Hungarian swimmer at Virginia Tech would be retweeting barely known Republican candidates running for office. It was a fake account. It's extremely important that on social media, whether you're on Twitter, whether you're on Facebook, whatever, that you pay careful attention to the memes and the creeds and all that stuff that gets brought across your timeline. Because it's guaranteed that a lot of those are manufactured solely to go viral. And oftentimes by malicious actors. Georgie herself did release a statement, and that was available on her verified Instagram account. But she didn't have that Twitter account. But a lot of people fell for it. Because they're so eager to find something that that matches their bubble. 232-1542. We've got a caller on the line. Renee, thank you for coming to the show. How are you today? Most of my life, I've seen how women's attitude have changed. Mm-hmm. I have no, I have little sympathy. Well, she's a foreigner. I might have sympathy for her because women are kind of different overseas. But if this is an American woman, I have little sympathy for her because I've heard too many times American women encourage men to do this. They culture men to do this. They even sometimes raise their kids to be that way for God knows what woke reason. So, uh, you know, that's poetic justice. That's uh, justice gone wild and correct for one. Happy. I, I, I think there should be a tsunami of men that with low, low morals, like everybody else, have taken advantage of this food step ride, these crazy. American women have provided because that is somewhere else. All right. Too many times, you know, you say something against the LGBT. Uh, I went to the bike shop one time. Mm-hmm. I bought a, a mom. I'm eccentric. I wanted a, a, a paper, paper rod basket on it. I got a little bitty basket and I, you, I'm French, but I still use a derogatory remark adjective about the basket and the woman who's a competitive bicyclist working at the bicycle shop told me we will not have that talk in here so i hope some guy out there compete against her and takes whatever all these ladies that's rude hate manhood the men go out there and have an ultimate revenge on them take all their prizes and their money and send them back to the kitchens and raising the babies and barefoot and pregnant where they belong Renee, thank you very much for the call. We've got to take a break. 232-1542. We've got some other callers on the line. Y'all keep calling and we'll get back to that and more here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. 
Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to join in. And joining us now, we've got Shannon on the line. Shannon, how are you today? I'm doing all right. I had some input on that on the topic, though. What if uh, me being a 50-year-old man identifies himself as a 95-year-old man? Would that constitute me competing in the elderly Olympics? So I'm not sure. I mean, we, we haven't gotten to trans age yet. We've gotten we. So here's where we are. We've got transgender. We've got. I think we combined transgender and transsexual uh, about 10, 15 years ago. But we got transgender. We have transabled. I'm not sure if you've ever heard that, but that is some fad going along, going around the 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 youth, some some younger folks. Who've decided they are transabled? They want to. Uh, they 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 are fully healthy human beings, but they identify as disabled, so they put themselves in wheelchairs, casts, whatever. You've got trans race. You you. So trans. So so let me get this straight. If you're transabled, you can actually compete in the Special Olympics. What would happen? One of these transabled people start winning and beating all these Special Olympians. That that would. I mean, we got to take the blinders off, man. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. I want to identify myself as a 95-year-old and, and compete against uh, 95-year-old people when I'm 50 years old. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Whatsoever. It, it does not. And, and, and it, I really don't know where it stops either because you start allowing one, you start allowing the next one. It is, it is a slippery slope, and, and we don't know where that slope ends, unfortunately. It's not a really a slippery slope. It's just people being stupid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's, it's black is black and white is white. I mean, it's, it's a clear-cut color, and then, then there's no gray area. I, I mean, they're trying to make this a gray area, like the guy has male genitalia, but he identifies as female. It makes no sense. It's ludicrous, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Shannon, thank you very much for the call. You know, it kind of reminds me of a story I saw a little bit earlier today. A New Zealand couple hoped the 17-pound root vegetable they found in their garden would break the Guinness record for a giant potato. DNA testing showed it wasn't even a potato. However... I'm pretty sure that the NCAA will declare it eligible to compete in collegiate softball. 232-1542 if you want to join in the conversation. Before we have to go here today, we got, we got some time left. If you want to call in, you can. Uh, but we've, we've mentioned it in the news several times. Uh, we're looking ahead at tomorrow, some severe weather coming down. So, so here's what KATC is reporting right now. I've got uh, Daniel Phillips' story up at KATC. You can find it there. Um, looking at some severe weather that will be coming along tomorrow, starting in the Acadiana area around mid-morning. So what we're seeing is uh, an enhanced risk of tornado, wind, and hail. Some heavy storms coming through. Very little chance of flooding, although with, with heavy storms, some quick accumulation that can cause some short-term problems. So that's it's, it's not out of the picture completely. But what we're seeing is uh, most of the tracks for the storm seem to be really for here in Lafayette, seem to be kind of hovering along north of I-10. So not a whole lot of the parish will be affected, but enough of the parish will be affected that that you guys should be careful out there. Go ahead and uh, check everything in the yard. Make sure nothing flies away very easily. Tie it down if you need to and uh, take care of your plants because there could be some small to medium-sized hail out there, but we will naturally be keeping a lookout on that and, and checking on the weather, keeping you updated. Uh, as of right now, no school system has said anything. Again, 
Most of the severe weather is going to be taking place to the north of us, uh, and we'll see it kind of get worse as it moves westward. It, it's at, the system is starting early in the morning in Texas and, and rolling uh, overnight, rolling across. 232-1542 if you want to join in. Before we go, I have some bad news. See, last Friday, I was, I was going to bring it up last Friday because I saw the story, but it was it was hovering around the Epic Times and the Post Millennial, which are two uh, far-right news outlets. They're not unreliable, but they are the only two outlets that were reporting it. Anthony Fauci was on a podcast saying that he wasn't going to be sticking around his job forever, kind of hinting at the fact that he may be looking at retirement. Well, unfortunately, over the weekend, Fauci was on the talk show. Somebody found him, apparently, and pointed him back toward a TV camera because he'd been missing there for a while. Uh, but Fauci did say that that he was not ready to retire yet, that he wanted to make sure that we got through this pandemic together before he stepped out. This comes after New York decided to keep masking toddlers in schools, all because of their terrible fear of this subvariant BA2. It's a subvariant of the Omicron variant. The Omicron variant went through Got a bunch of people sick, but hospitalizations and deaths extremely low. And this is a variant that's even uh, less severe than the the original Omicron variant was. So despite all of that, you have New York wanting to mask its toddlers. And a lot of parents are speaking out against that, by the way. There's a story at redstate.com where parents are, are letting... The government of New York City know that they are not happy about that. Meanwhile, today, New Orleans announced it was lifting its COVID restrictions. So here in South Louisiana, we've seen, we, we had Mardi Gras. We had Mardi Gras across Louisiana, and we saw no spikes. So COVID in Louisiana is done, I guess. Uh, but the flu is spreading around, and the, the flu vaccines are not uh, particularly effective this year because they didn't have really good samples to work from, because nobody last year really had the flu. They didn't have samples to work from and try to figure out what uh, strain of the flu we might have. So be careful about that. Get your flu shots and, and, and you know, take your vitamins and everything. Uh, I've talked with, you know, Mark, our producer, about that several times. Like the vitamin C supplements, the zinc, all that, all the stuff they told us to do for COVID-19 will also help you with that. So, so take your vitamins and everything there. Uh, but... COVID-19, I guess, is no longer around Louisiana. We're seeing right, we're seeing the lowest numbers we have since it started. And uh, there was no major spike after Mardi Gras. New Orleans has lifted its restrictions. Uh, John Bill Edwards is not continuing uh, his, his uh, emergency authorization stuff for the state. So we seem to be pretty much in the clear right now. That is where we are on the COVID front. But unfortunately... Anthony Fauci is still not going to retire. I was hoping that I could bring you guys good news on that after Friday's story when he hinted that he would retire, but unfortunately, he is going to stick around. So for the rest of the week, we are going to be keeping an eye out on the Josh Hawley stuff, the uh, the Katanji Brown-Jackson stuff. We'll be keeping a look at that. I'll have some commentary on that at kpel965.com, where you can find my commentary occasionally. In the meantime, Joe P. Cunningham on Twitter, facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show. Check out the podcast version of the show on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll have so much more here on the Joe Cunningham Show coming up throughout the week on News Talk 96.5 KPEL.